turned it around for my good. Hey. The devil thought he had me, thought that my life was over. He thought by now I, he thought I had no more. But that's when someone stepped in my scissor. Be gone, he turned it. Good evening, good evening. Come on in, like and share. Good evening, good evening. Come on in, like and share, like and share. Come on, Prophetess Kenyon is on the line. Guy is talking and I've got something to tell you. Get over to 1 Corinthians 4, that's where we're going, or that's where we're gonna start, how about that? Come on, if he turned it for you, you ought to be putting your hands together right now. Because what we're going to talk about this month, I'm bearing witness that God is turning it because he's turning you. Come on in, come on in, come on in. Good evening, come on in, come on in. He turned it. Why? Come on, because uh, he turned it. Yeah. That's it. Come on, bear witness, bear witness. He's already turned it because he's already turned you. Today. 
on, say, God is turning me. He's turning me. He's turning me. He's positioning me. He's positioning me. Oh, yes. That's it, that's it. No more crying, that's it, sis, that's it. That's it. Come on. Oh, it's in days, oh, dance in days, all right there. Come on in, like and share, like and share. Let's go. Come on in, come on in, like and share, like and share. Good afternoon or evening, Facebook. Good after, good evening. Good evening, iHeartRadio. Good evening, Pandora, iTunes. Thank you for joining me on this evening. Good evening, Podbean. Good evening. Thank you for joining me. Come on, if you know he turned it, you better put those hands together right there in your home. Our sanctuary, our place of worship, our place of praise. Everybody owes him. Come on, we all owe him. We all owe him. Woo! Woo! Go ahead, Mom Ruby. Go ahead. I got a reason. I got a reason. And you have a reason too. Because he's turning you. He's positioning you for purpose. He's positioning you. Yes. Come on, where y'all at? Where you at? That Come on, if you're glad he saved you, if he glad, if you're glad he raised you. Oh, if you knew what I knew. Uh-huh, I see you moving slightly to the left, just a little to the right. He's positioning you. He's positioning you. Yes, he is. Woo! Mm-hmm. The devil thought he had you. Mm-hmm. The devil thought he had me was over i'd give up come on he thought you'd give up he thought you'd give up he thought you'd walk away mm-hmm the devil thought he had me thought that my life was over he thought by now i'd give up hey i thought i had no more but here i am i've got more i've got more hey sis hey sis you know who I'm talking to. I love you. I love you. I love you. Come on. 
Yeah, because God turned it. Come on, give God glory. You are listening to the Manifesting God podcast with your host, Marie Elizabeth. This podcast will uplift and thrust you into the manifestation of the promises of God in your life. so much for joining me on this evening. You know, I thought I had no more. I thought I had no more, but I'm going to share with you what God has been saying to me. As long as God is talking, I'm talking. So I know I said I would take a break, but look who's back. Because when God says speak, I open my mouth and I speak his very oracles. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Manifesting God podcast. I am your host. I am Prophetess Marie Elizabeth, and I thank you so much for joining me on this evening. I thank God that he's kept each and every one of you by his grace and even his mercy, where, where, wherein you stand in his wisdom, you have been blessed with spiritual wisdom and treasures, the treasures. He's opening up the treasures to us today. And let me tell you something, as this new year comes in this December, where I want to talk to you about all December long, we're going to talk about positioned for power, positioned for power. God needs us to move a little bit to the left, uh, just a wee bit to the right so that power can rest on us so that his grace, his mercy can continue to consume us because we have work to do. We have building, rebuilding to do. And because it's not going to look like it looks today, because we're not rebuilding the things of old, but we're rebuilding according to God's holy word, his holy principles, his holy standards. We're going to rebuild. And because of this, God has to make sure that we are properly positioned. See, the enemy thought that he had us in our deception. He thought he had us as we looked to the left, to what was happening to our left. He thought he had us as we looked to our right and what was happening to our right, but I'm here to, I'm here today to open your eyes so that you can get properly positioned so that purpose can begin to rest on your shoulders. As we go throughout this month, we're decreeing and declaring that purpose would be, you would begin to feel the weight of purpose resting on your shoulders. Oh, surely, surely God is talking to you because I hear you right now. God's not referring to me. That's not for me. But yes, I'm here to tell you that purpose is indeed about to rest on your shoulders. You're about to feel the weight of the pressure, the weight of the purpose on your shoulder. But see, in order for you not to make a run for it, you have to be popped 
properly positioned to understand that pressure. You have to be properly positioned to be able to bear up under that pressure. See, right now when God tries to lay it on your shoulder, you start to wobble a little bit. We start to wobble a little bit, but we need God. God is saying, I need you to stand up strong because I'm about to put that weight on you. And the reason why you're unable to stand up under that pressure that's coming with your purpose is because you are moving in and out of position. So God is positioning us this month for power. There are prophetic declarations that are at stake that I will speak over your minds, over your minds. I will be speaking this month prophetic declarations over your mind so that you are properly positioned for power, so that you are properly positioned for purpose. And guess what? So that you are properly positioned for the pressure, for the pressure, for the pressure. Now, let me just do a sidebar real quick. I was having a conversation with my spiritual father, Apostle Kent. And throughout our busy weeks, we hadn't, throughout a busy particular week, we didn't have time to speak. So I spoke to you all and I said, now listen, I'm going to take a break for the month of December because I have a new book coming out. Uh Uh-huh. I'm going to hit you with that next quarter. And I wanted to work on that. And my spiritual father, you know, for those of you who know me and you know my apostle, he was like, uh, no, no, no. I hear you, but no, no, go back and you're going to do your podcast. You're going to do your podcast. And I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted to share that with you all because here I sit, because here I sit. See, part of being properly positioned prophets and prophetess and, uh, specifically, I'm going to talk to the prophets and the prophetesses for a moment. Um, part of being properly positioned is knowing who your father is part of being properly positioned is knowing who your spiritual mother is, your spiritual parents are. We need to know that. And once we know that we need to stop running off. I'm seeing too many people run off, run off from the discipline, run off from the instruction, run away from the pressure. And see, I understand that maybe in times past, it didn't always work to benefit you when you submitted yourself to a man and a woman of God. Or did you not stick, stand still long enough for it to benefit you? See, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of, of running and dodging, like we're dodging the instruction, like we're dodging the relationship, like we're dodging, like we're dodging the pressure of maturity, the pressure that comes with growth. And that is not something that is pleasant in the moment, but it works for you. I've been 25 years with my leader 
And before I was with that leader, I was with my parents who were pastoring. And before I went after my parents, I went somewhere where my parents knew that pastor and they worked with that pastor to continue to raise me in the godly principles, the foundation they had laid in me. And when I came to Apostle Kent, who at that time was Pastor Kent, see, I have been, I have not only been with my leader through my spiritual growth, but I've been with him through his, through theirs. See, we run off before we can see what the end is going to be. And when we do that, we abort purpose. We abort destiny and we daggone for sure abort the pressure. And that's what most of the time we're after. We're after the abortion of the pressure. We don't want to feel the weight of the purpose, but we want the purpose. But see, that is why we're so, we're so free now on social media doing this, that, and the other, because we don't have the weight of purpose because the weight of purpose is going to make you move slower. The weight of destiny, the weight of the pressure that comes with your purpose will make you move slower. Your decisions come slower. You know why your decisions come slower? Because something that we have in the workplace today, they have to go through a approval workflow. They have to go through an approval workflow. See, I'm not, I'm never afraid. I'm not that child. I'm never afraid to come back and go, oops, well, well, psych, here I am. I'm not, I'm not that kid that won't come back. If my parents send me back to apologize, I'm not the one that will turn, won't turn around and go, I'm sorry. I made a mistake. I'm not that kid. And too many of us, we let our pride and our arrogance cause us to activate before we're fully equipped to do the work. So we're trying to do the work and we're all over the place. Whereas if you had to go through that uh, approval workflow, as we call it in the workplace, there'd be levels that you have to submit your request to get that request approved before you could do that thing before we could do that thing. So God talks to me. Yes, he does talk to me directly, just like he talks to you directly, but I have a leader that I can weigh. I can weigh the win and I can weigh the why by, and he can help to direct my path so that I stay aligned with the will of Christ. And what I'm seeing right now is a lot of folks that are not properly aligned. They're not positioned. And I know they're not positioned properly because they have no power. They have no power. There is no pressure, no weight on their shoulders for the purpose that they carry so they can move freely and they can do this and that quickly and swiftly because they have no approval process by which they weigh what they hear God saying to them so that they can move in the wisdom and wisdom is sometimes moving in the when and wisdom sometimes helps you to move in the why. See, we're doing too much too fast. And I get it. You may have possibly now you, I, I will, I will give you that. You may have in reality been hurt 
where, where someone abused and misused your trust. But I promise you, if you go back again, go back to God again and ask him to show you, show you the gifts, the gifts that he's given you to guide your life. Because my apostle um, Kent and my lady Sherry Kent, they are my gifts. They are my gifts. They're my gifts like my husband is my gift, like my children are my gifts. Why do I call them my gifts? Read the Bible. Do you see many prophets or prophetess that were given a spouse? There were some that were not given a spouse. And if they were given a spouse, that spouse was the example for that current generation of their neglect and their, their, um, their pious attitudes towards God. Now, he literally gave me a gift. He gave me the gift of parents that raised me, the same parents that raised me all my life. He gave me the gift of a spouse and children. Then he gave me the gift of leadership to continue to guide my life so that I could continue to walk worthy of the vocation wherein I am called so that I could continue to mature in his will and in his purposes. Don't abort your gifts. When you run away from where God is properly positioning you, when you run away, when you move away from the pressure, you are telling God, nope, don't want that. Nope, not, nope, don't, don't feel that. Nope, that's not good enough for me and I'm too good for it. So you're bringing arrogance to the table and you're replacing what God is giving you as a gift with your own wisdom, which is arrogance, which is piety, and it's against the will of God. That's why right now you have no power. We're not properly positioned. We need to be positioned in Christ, positioned for power, for power, for power. Now that was all just extra. That's all just extra, a little, little sidebar for you. You don't even have to, that was free charge. That was a little sidebar to save your life. Just a little something to yank you out of the water. The Bible tells us that some you can speak real peacefully to and sweet to, and they'll be saved. But the others, you have to snatch by fire. Consider that a snatching. Get yourself together. Time to grow up because we are getting positioned for power. First Corinthians 4 and 14, it says, I am not writing this to make you feel ashamed, but to warn you as my dear children. This is Paul talking to the church at Corinth. See, I'm not saying this to you to make you feel ashamed. What I just said to you, I was, I'm not trying to make you ashamed. I'm trying to warn you. Consider me right now in the yellow jacket with the yellow yield sign waving, going wrong way, wrong way, wrong way. You are headed into opposing traffic and you, ma'am, sir, are about to get ran over. You, ma'am, sir, are about to lose your life. The next morning, he tells them, he said, listen, in verse 15, he says, you, and I'm reading into international standard version in verse 15, he says, you may have 10,000 mentors who work for the Messiah, but not many fathers. You don't have many of those. And, and that's a term that, I, that is widely used today. People have mentors, 
We have mentors. We, we don't need a mother, a father. We have mentors. And see, it's easy to have a mentor. You know why? Because with a mentor, you have choices. You can take their advice or not take their advice. And if you have a really good mentor, if you continue to not take their advice, then you will no longer have that mentor. Like a father, you can take, my father didn't fling me and throw me in, in my studio and lock the door. He, he knows his child. Now, some people, he can't say that to. No, no, no. He can't say that to. I am confrontational, so I can take confrontation. You can tell me, no, nope, wrong way. Turn around, go back. And I will turn around and go back. See, we got to learn that in order to grow, we have to trust somebody. We cannot grow by ourselves. So even if you've been hurt, stop focusing on the hurt and look at what lesson did you get out of that? What did you learn? See, you're not going to grow past your experience. Until you get that lesson, you ain't going no further. You're going no further until you get that lesson. I've made some mistakes in my lifetime, but I don't hold grudges and I don't walk around mad at people. You know why? Because I skip past all of that and look at the lesson. What did I learn? What did I gain from being around that person? What did, what did, what principle can I apply? What godly principle can I apply from that, from that experience? See, when you can look at it that way, then you are more likely to continue to grow. And you're also not going to be so quick to make a run for it. Every door open is not meant for you to run through it. That door might be somebody else's door. You sit down. You sit down and you learn, you learn and you don't move until you can move in peace. If you got to move with an attitude, if you got to throw people away, you missing the lesson, you missing the lesson. And Paul is telling them here, you may have 10,000 mentors who work for the Messiah, but you don't have many fathers. You don't have many people that are going to tell you the truth and wait and watch and see how you take it. And see how you deal with it. And he says, for in the Messiah Jesus, in the Messiah Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. See, what he's saying to them is everything I've taught you, I've taught you through Christ. It's in Christ that we have our relationship. So if you can so easily toss my relationship aside with you, then you can just as easily toss Christ's relationship aside with you, aside. If watch a person who's so quick to dismiss people as soon as they say something they don't want to hear. Watch that person. That's their relationship with Christ. You're saying you're in Christ, but somebody comes to tell you the truth in God and they have biblical reference and you can't hear them. My guess is you probably can't hear God either. And you're not hearing God and you're not Hearing God. Verse 16 says, so I urge you to imitate me. That's why I sent Timothy to you. He is my dear imitator. He is my dear dependable son. That's what it says in the international version. He is my dear and dependable son. And I say, Paul is saying, he is my imitator. He is my imitator in the Lord. And guess what? And you know why I put the word imitator in there? It's because he says he will help you to remember how I live for the Messiah Jesus. He will help you to remember as I teach, 
everywhere in every church. He will help you to remember. He is sending Timothy because Timothy has mastered. He has mastered the image of his father. And he knows that if Timothy comes, he's going to remind you of how he lived and how he taught. He's going to remind them of everything that Paul has taught them in Christ. How's he going to do that? In his character. He's going because of how he lives and his words are going to be the words that he's been taught through Paul. See, we count it sometimes today, we count it um, just like we're less than or we're not enough because we mimic the behavior or the words that our leadership has taught us because we, 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 we articulate what we've been taught because we have the character of our leadership. We act like we can't, we, like, that, like that's a bad thing. Like that's a bad thing to be able to speak and articulate and dissect the word of God like our leader has taught us. We act like it's a bad thing that our character mimics our leader, our good leaders. See, what we do is we run away from the leaders who discipline us in Christ. We run away from those leaders, but when we run to the leaders that look more like what we want to look like and what we want to be like in that moment. We run to those leaders. We run to those leaders that, that mimic more so of what we want to be in that moment. And most of the time, that very thing that we want to be in that moment is not the thing that Christ is calling us to. So we're quick to throw that leader aside and we don't want, and we mimic and we mock and we tease the one that, that, that sounds like their leader, that teaches like their leader, that has the character of that leader. Shame on you. Then I say, shame on you. Shame on you. Mimic and mock all you want to when it comes to me, but I will uphold the principles of Christ. I will say to the day I see Jesus that holiness is still right. It is still necessary to make it into the kingdom of God. And I still say, and will always say how you present the word of God and how your character represents the word of God. It should align with the very modest character of Christ. The modest character of Christ. Today, we see that as a bad thing. We see it as the bad thing. And this is what Paul says in verse 18. Some of you have become arrogant as though I were not coming to evaluate you. See, and then we see a lot of that on social media. Some are so arrogant so pious as if no one would ever address me because I am so-and-so and thus and thus. Like the, uh, like the old folks used to say, I am, what they say? Suchy much, muchy such, one of the two, muchy such, suchy much. They say that that phrase that, that represents arrogance and that represents piety. And you act as if no one will ever come to correct you. But I'm here to tell you the prophetess, me, I'm out the cave. Too bad I'm out the cave and I am coming for you. 
We got to grow up in Christ. If you say that you believe in Christ, and if you say that what you're doing, the purpose, the vision that you carry in for is of Christ. Let me tell you something. Paula Price used to say this, um, and she probably still does. She's always used to say that um, prophets and prophets, they're like God's attorneys. And she freed me up with that because I wouldn't, she said, they're very critical. They, they literally, everything that's said and done, they weigh it by the word. And they're like, nope, that's not true. Nope, that's not it. No. And I am very much like that. And for a while, I would be quiet and I wouldn't say anything because I didn't understand. I felt like I was always criticizing. And so I wouldn't say anything. And, and I've learned that, no, if you, if it's aligned with the word of God and they're saying that they serve the same God that you serve and they represent the same God that you serve, then you have a right to bring order to it. You have, you have permission to bring order to it. And see, people don't like that. They don't like when, when the apostles and the prophets come to bring order, but that's what I do. There's no other way to manifest the promises of God without order. That is literally what my name means. Manifested promises of God. That's literally what Marie Elizabeth means. See, a lot of times we run from, we run from the prophets and the prophets. I've only had one friend in my lifetime that said, who wouldn't want a friend? Maria, that's a prophetess. Who wouldn't want to be a friend to that person? You're always going to know if you're going the wrong way because they're always going to tell you, you know, but that's one friend. I don't have a lot of friends like that. That's too much truth in your face all day long. That's too much for some people to bear. That's too much for some people to bear. But what I'm telling you today, get up under it, get up under it. God wants to position you for power. He wants to position you for power and you can't have that power if you can't withstand the pressure and to have that pressure, to have that pressure. It can be, like I said earlier, it can make you move a little slower. It can make you move a little slower. But the point is, as you move, you will know that you are moving in purpose and your purpose has power. Paul says in verse 19, but I will come to you soon. If it's the Lord's will, I'm going to show up there. Then I'll discover not only what these arrogant people are saying, but also what power they have because he's telling them there's no power in your arrogance. There's no power because you have no purpose. If you can't align yourself with the will and the purposes of God, the promises of God, you, ma'am, sir, have no power, none at all. And he says here in verse 20, for the kingdom of God, it's not just talk. It's not just talk. It's also power. As my voice goes out throughout the airways, I'm getting letters in return that speak to the power of Christ that I am speaking through the airways. That's why I said this month, we're going to be decreeing and declaring over your lives so that as I decree and declare, you're moving, you're shifting so that you're aligning. And when that new year comes in, you are now able to be a person of power because you are positioned properly. You're not just a bunch of talk. 
You're not just a bunch of talk, but you have no power. You have no power in God because you have no discipline. So you have no discipline. If you can't sit under a man or a woman or a man and a woman of God and receive instruction and receive clarity, you, ma'am, sir, have no discipline. So in case you miss the lessons of all the times you ran away from the different men and women of God that tried to instruct you in God, let me tell you what the lesson was. Discipline. You have none. That's the lesson that you missed. Discipline. You have none. Which is why you sit today with no power. If you are listening to me today, there is a reason why God has you listening. He is trying to position you for power. Stop running away from the pressure that comes with power. Stop running away from the pressure, the pressure that comes with purpose. Stop running away. Stop running away. Paul says in verse 21, which do you prefer? Should I come to you with a stick or with love and a gentle spirit? These are the choices. You can either allow God gently to position you, move you, shift you just so, so that you're positioned for power, or he can come with the stick. He can come with the stick. And see, what's happening right now is so many people have come after some of us with the stick that God isn't even, he's not even lifting the stick right now. He's not even lifting it up. He's like, listen, you going to go back and go get what I left for you there or you got nothing because I'm not going to beg you to let me to uh, position you. The King James version version says the same verses like this. I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I warn you for though ye have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet have ye not many fathers for in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel, we are turning to our instructors and getting our, our, our go-aheads. And then we're trying to instruct and there's no wisdom in our instruction. You know why there's no wisdom in our instructions? Because we need a father. We need spiritual parents. God created the apostles so that we could have spiritual fathers. He gave you that, that apostle that you don't like that you ran away from so that you could be positioned for power. He gave you that pastor that you don't like that you ran out on when they tried to guide you because he was trying to position you for power. Now you're listening to me and it doesn't sound so nice. I bet you your pastor could have said it a lot nicer if you would have sat there and took it. I bet you your apostle might have said it a lot nicer if you would have sat there and took it. Perhaps you should go back and sit there and take it. Take it. See, because you can't be exalted until you pushed, kicked, thrown a couple feet down. You can't be exalted, Joseph. You can't run anything until you get thrown in the pit by your brothers. Tell me how I know. You can't run, you can't be exalted until your brothers and sisters, till your leadership throws you in the pit, Joseph. You can't run the countries. You can't get the wisdom 
to run the countries, the countries that you have to run. You can't get that wisdom until you get out of the pit. Pit first. Pit first, then exhaustion. Exaltation. Pit first, though. Pit first. No, the pit ain't pretty. Yeah, your fingernails going to get dirty. You're going to get dirty. Yeah, it's a thing. Sit there in the pit and let God pull you up in your due season. Take it. Take it. I promise you, you'll be happy you did. Take it. I'm telling you from experience. Take it. You'll be so glad you did. Then you can walk in purpose. Why? Because you'll be positioned properly for power. You'll be positioned properly for power. In verse 16 in the King James Version, and I'm reading the same thing again, wherefore I beseech you, be followers of me. Paul is saying, be followers of me. Be followers of your leadership for this cause. He sent Timothy, who is his beloved son, and this version says, faithful in the Lord. Faithful in the Lord, meaning Timothy stood the test. Timothy stood there and he took it. He took what, what was given to him. He took what, what the, the teaching, the, the instruction that Paul gave to him. He was faithful. He was faithful in the Lord. What Paul, what Paul gave him in the Lord, he was faithful to. And he said, Timothy, I'm not even coming. I'm not even coming. See, God, God Tim, Paul isn't even coming. He's like, I'm not even coming. I'm going to send Timothy to deal with y'all. And see, that's what you got right now. See, Apostle Kent, he not coming. Prophet is king, you got to deal with you. That's who he's sending. That's who he's sending. See, and we, we're running from that. And some of your pastors, you, you may go back and guess what? They might not even want to talk to you at that point. They might send their assistant to talk to you. And you talk to them. And you sit right there and you take it. Humble your arrogant tail and you take it. Paul said, I'm not even coming to you. I'm going to send my son to you because he, and he's been faithful. He's been faithful. In other words, you have not. He's been faithful. And he's going to bring you into remembrance of my ways, which be in Christ, as I teach everywhere in every church. I'm going to send, I'm going to send Timothy to position you. Because, see, when I tried to position you, you, you ran me down. When I tried to position you, you fought me. So I'll send, him to, I'll send him to position you. And he said, now some are puffed up as though I would not come to you. And he's saying, so, so, so keep mouthing off for Timothy. Let, me, let Timothy tell me you was mouthing off. Let me hear in the spirit that you was mouthing off, acting like I won't come for you, acting like I won't, I won't deal with you. See, when you go back and humble yourself, before that leader that you tried to instruct you and you didn't want to listen, when they send, when they send their assistant, you sit there and you take it and you take it respectfully. You treat them as if they were, they were that pastor or that leader that you disrespected. Because he said, I will come to you shortly if the Lord will. Not in the speech of them that are puffed up though, but I'm going to come to you in power for the kingdom of God is not in word. It's in power. And what will ye? Shall I come to you with the rod or do you want me to come in love? Or do you want me to come in the spirit of meekness? See, God's letting you choose. It reminds me back in the day when I would get in trouble and my mother, we had a tree in the yard, hated that tree because that tree bore many strong branches and the mouth on me. And my mother would tear my tail up with the switches, the branches off the tree. But see, you had to go pick your switch. Now, if that switch broke, God help you.
So, you know, you had to pick a strong switch. You had to pick a strong switch. See, when I went, when I, when I decided to come out from under my parents covering, covering, and I decided, and I got old enough to be able to pick where I wanted to go, and I got to my leader, I didn't pick a leader with a whimsical personality. I didn't pick a weak leader. You know why? Because I knew I had a strong personality. So I went for a strong switch. I went for a strong branch because I knew that I needed a strong, a strong personality to deal with my strong personality. Hence enters Apostle Kit. I needed a strong, I see, I had seen other ministers, but I was like, nope, they're not going to be strong. They're going to let me get away with whatever I want. That's not going to work out. See, cause I had learned as a child when my mother sent me out to get the switch off the tree, the branch from the tree, I had to break it down from the tree. I knew, don't you come in here with nothing weak. Cause if it break, if it break, you might see Jesus. You might see the light. I was scared. I might see the light. I was, I was scared. Went back in my day, parents put that kind of fear in you. You thought they would kill you. So I came with a nice thick switch and I just bared it. I bared up under, I bared up under, I bared up under that whipping. And when I looked at my arms or my legs and I saw the whelps, I, just, I would name them. Maria didn't listen. Maria didn't want to hear. Maria was talking back. And I looked at him as learn the lesson. I look at him every day. Maria didn't listen. Which, which one you want? What do you want to do? Make a decision. The listen. So today, when we when we seek out our leadership, should this be the season for you to seek out leadership, don't look for leadership that you know is going to allow you to get away with everything. Look for that confrontational leader with the word of God that's going to discipline and demand holiness out of your life. Thereby, you'll know you can stand. Thereby, you'll know when purpose begins to be activated in your life, you'll know you got the goods. You'll know you have what it takes in God to withstand the pressures, the pressure, the weight of the purpose that is in you. You'll know you have that weight to withstand. You'll know you'll be able to bear that weight. You'll know that you'll be able to bear that weight. Ladies and gentlemen, we are still talking about, we're still talking about position for power. And today we're talking about parental positioning. Let's stop trying to run off rogue. Let's stop running off rogue. This is not the time. Listen, if you didn't already have a ministry in a congregation, this is not your moment. This is not your moment. Go sit down and learn because God is doing a new thing and you're going to mess around and erect an old thing. You're going to mess around and erect a tainted foundation, a weak foundation, a foundation that's not founded in God's word, a foundation that's not founded in pressure, a foundation that wasn't built with sweat and tears. You're going to mess around and build a faulty foundation and see the word of God. It even tells us, okay, like when, when they went out, when the disciples saw that others were going out and they were ministering in Jesus's name, they were looking at Jesus like, should we stop them? And Jesus said, no, as long as they're ministering in my name, they're working with us, 
not against us. See, if you go building a faulty foundation, a fault, a, a facsimile of a foundation with what you think you know, but you've never, but has never been pressure tested, now you are working against the will of God. Hence, you are working against the people of God. Now you got to talk to me. Dag on it. Did you really mean to do that? Now I got to talk to you. Now I got to deal with you. Sit down and let's get this thing right. This is the time to get it right. This is a time to make sure that you are aligned properly with the purpose, the purpose and the plans of God. And if you've been running all this time in and out of sanctuary doors, then I can promise you, you don't know what you think you know. It hasn't been pressure tested. You didn't stand still long enough for it to be pressure tested. See, this is time for us now to grow up. Grow up. But to grow up, there has to be parental provisioning. There has to be parental Positioning. I'm sorry, there has to be parental positioning and provisioning. Yes, that, that too. It has to be pro parental provisioning as well. You know why? Because I, when I sit here in front of you all, you see me, you see me alone, but I am not alone. I am not by myself. Not only do I have a spouse that prays for me and, and undergirds me, but I have a leader. I have a leader that instructs me, that makes sure that I'm properly positioned. I have a leader that disciplines me. I have a leader that I stand next to. I am not by myself. I am not by myself. And some of you are out here literally by yourself. You're saying that you have leadership, but you're not in relationship. It takes relationship, and relationship can only be built over time. See, I can hear you refer to uh, this one is my spiritual father, that one is my spiritual mother. But if I don't ever see you humbly serving them over years, over years, because let me tell you something, Momentum knows we can look back through our picture album. And you're going to see pictures of me in every room. You're going to see pictures of me doing a lot of things. Over 25 years. Over 25 years. You're going to see me. You're going to see me one minute the praise and worship leader, but you're going to see me the next minute serving tea. You might see me the next minute cleaning bathrooms. Over years. Over years. I did not just get here. I did not just get here. And I am not alone. I am not alone. And I'm trying to help those of you who think you can do this by yourself. God created us to work together. Each joint must supply. And it does supply. And it should supply the joint that it's attached to. Who are you attached to? Where is your supply coming from? Where is your supply? Where, where, where is your nourishment? Where is your discipline? Where is your instruction? Where, where is it at? How are, you, how are you getting fed? Who's feeding you? And who are you serving? Who are you serving 
after they fed you? Who are you sowing into? Who are you sowing into? If, are you sowing into someone who, who, who you're calling your spiritual parent or your spiritual leader, and but you never really even met them? You've never even talked to them? You never even had a discussion with them? You won't even get online when they're online to glean the wisdom that they're sharing? You won't even take notes when they're, when they're missing, when they're, I'm sorry, when they're sharing, when they're sharing. Let me tell you something. Every time I'm having a, a conversation with my apostle and because I'm the administrator, that's a lot. I got my notebook open because every time he's talking, class is in session. Class is in session. When my lady Sherry is talking, promise you, class is in session. Class is in session. If you've gotten so grown that you can't learn, you've gotten so grown, you're such an adult that nobody can teach you anything, I suspect you've ran. You've ran from a lot of from a lot of discipline. You've ran from a lot of instruction. My guess is that you you've ran from a from a lot of from a lot of wisdom. You've you've walked away from a lot of folks. You've you've buried a lot of folks with your mouth. That, that's my guess. That's my guess. But see, God is calling us now to allow him to a position, to position us through his true men and women of God. And I understand people out there in the world today making a lot of changes, you know, doing what's best for them as far as spiritual leadership, making a lot of changes in their jobs and their homes to, to make the adjustments with COVID out there and everything like that. So I understand that. So what I'm saying to you, whatever changes you choose to make, whatever leader it is that you do have, that you do love, that you do decide to love and to trust, Sit still, sit still and allow them, allow them to position you for purpose, position you for purpose. Ladies and gentlemen, that is what we're talking about this month, positioned for power. We just spoke a little bit today about parental positioning. We're going to talk a little more on next week and as we go Throughout this series, as we go throughout what God is saying, allow the words, allow the words that God is speaking to you through this vessel, allow the words to tweak you, to, to move you slightly to the left, maybe pull you up a little bit, push you back a little bit. Move you slightly to the left. Allow the word of God to position you for what he has for you. Allow the word of God to position you for the pressure, for your purpose. Allow that word to position you. And I'm speaking now specifically to your discernment. I'm speaking right now specifically to your eyes, that they be opened that they be open, that you would see clearly, so that you would see, so that you would see clearly what, what the purpose is God's, that God is moving you to. Does you would see his hands literally just slowly just shifting a little bit, a little, a little bit, push, that you would see his hands just pushing you back. I'm speaking specifically to your ears, that you would hear him tell you, quiet. Quiet, quiet, quiet. I want to speak. I want to talk. Quiet. I, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to your ears, and I'm, I'm, I'm speaking mobility. 
so that you can be able to be shifted into that position that God has for you, into that place that God has for you, into, into, into the mind, into the mind. I'm speaking to your mind that God's will would begin to speak to you and through you. I'm speaking to the your comprehension so that the words that you read on the pages of your Bible will literally leap off the page and begin to guide you and begin to just ever so gently position you, position you for purpose, position you to walk in destiny, position you for the pressure for the pressure of this purpose. Purpose has pressure. It is not easy to move with that pressure. So you I'm speaking to the weight that it would that that, that your shoulders would be able to bear up under it. That your legs would still be able to move and be guided in it so that you can fulfill the promises that God has over your life. So I urge you, as Paul did, to imitate Christ, to imitate him, to imitate what you've heard spoken through my mouth, to imitate those words of humbleness, those words of peacefulness towards your leaders, those words, uh, those those motions of hands open to receive the instruction and the discipline that your leadership will give you, the instruction and the discipline that I'm speaking to you now, that you would sit humbly, sit humbly before God. And before your leaders and receive and begin to receive and not only receive but digest. Digest the wisdom that is coming from their mouths for your life. See Paul said here to Timothy that Timothy was a dear and dependable son. Be dependable. Be someone that Christ can depend on. Be someone that Christ can use. To help others remember his character, his character, to remember what they've been taught. Don't be arrogant people. Don't be around arrogant people. Excuse yourself from arrogant people. Excuse yourself from people who want to live in their past. Excuse yourself from people who tried to drag you back to your past. Excuse yourself from people with no power. Excuse yourself from people with no wisdom. Align yourself with people that have power in God. Align yourself with people who are humble and grateful to God for his everlasting mercy that he gives them every single morning. Every single morning. The wisdom that God can share with those that are humble far succeeds, far succeeds what he would give to those that are arrogant, to those that are pious, to those that know everything and want to know everyone seeking a platform. Can we just seek God today? Can we just seek God today and relax in his hands so that he can move us about? 
and position us. Let's pray. God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today. We thank you today, God, that you're calling us to be nimble vessels in your hands, that you, the potter, might remake us the clay once again. That you, the potter, might reposition us the clay once again. God, we ask you today that you would hold us steadfast. As a matter of fact, God, we yield to your holding. We yield to your holding so that this time next week we'll still be found in our proper place in you. We'll still be found in our proper positioning in you. Our minds will still be engrafted with your words of truth. Our, our hearts will still be yielded will still be yielded to your discipline, to your instruction that you may give us through your word or through our leadership. And we thank you today, God, for how you've kept us for such a time as this. You have kept us for such a time as this. You have kept our children for such a time as this. You have kept our children, God, for such a time as this so that generationally, generationally, that as we align, they align. As our ways align, their ways align. As our, as our minds align, their minds align. I speak to the minds of our children that they would align with the will and the purpose of God. The will and the purpose of God for our sons and for our daughters. That they would align as we align to the will of Christ. I call for the will of God to be done in our lives. In our lives, I call for the will of God to be done and for his kingdom to come in our lives. In our lives, I speak a new understanding. God released the treasures, the treasures of wisdom and knowledge to us now and cause us not to drop or put them down by the wayside, but cause us to hold them, God, as the precious jewels that they are. And we thank you today, God, that you, God, are our keeper, that you, God, are our keeper. We honor you. We honor you. We honor you, Jesus. We honor you, Jesus, our Lord, our Savior. We honor you. We honor you. We give you glory, and we magnify your holy name. There's none like you in all the earth, God, and we give you glory. We give you glory. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Come on, he's renewing your strength. He's renewing your strength. I'm speaking to your strength. He's renewing your strength. I'm speaking to your bones. Your sinews are coming together and they're being strengthened. They're being strengthened. You're getting your energy back. You're getting your strength back. You're able to breathe freely. You're able to breathe freely. You're walking. You're walking in the surety and the strength that is God. That is God. That is God because you have rebuilding to do. He's strengthening your fingers for the work, for the work. He's broadening and strengthening your shoulders for the pressure, for the pressure of your purpose, for the pressure of your purpose, for the pressure 
of your purpose, for the pressure of your purpose. God, we give you glory. God, we give you glory. God, we give you glory. I thank you so much for joining me on this evening. Join me on next Monday at 7 p.m. when we will continue our series. We will continue this positioned for power. This is what we're talking about this month. Share it with a friend. Come on, continue to speak it out of your mouth. Every morning you wake up, look in the mirror. You tell yourself, I am today being positioned for power. Today, God is positioning me for power. God bless you and God keep you today. You indeed are in my prayers. You are in my prayers. God bless you and God keep you.